Welcome back to Bootability, a weekly interview series about the amazing ability people have to change our lives and the world if we're brave enough to tap into it. I'm your host, Jihi Jolly. So today we're discussing a question that gets emailed and DM'd to us a lot. How do I stop comparing myself to other people? It's a real struggle, especially if you feel like the people around you are better or farther ahead than you in some way. And I think we've all been there at some point. But Buddhism offers really clear guidance on how to deal with this. Here is the key point. In an article last month called Feeling Like You're Falling Behind, we discussed what to do if you feel like you're falling behind your peers. First, Buddhism is about taking action. Even the Sanskrit word karma means action. By challenging ourselves to take action day after day and challenging ourselves to do just a little bit more each time, we eventually will achieve all of the benchmarks we feel are important to us. So instead of focusing about any imaginary timeline we think we're supposed to be on or what the people around us are doing, focusing on the action we can take right now to create the future we want to see is the best place to start. And if you're struggling with comparing yourself to other people, Try comparing yourself today to yourself yesterday instead. Are you moving forward, even in tiny little steps? That's what I learned from today's guest, 28-year-old Harrison Sal from New Jersey. He started practicing Buddhism in high school because he was deeply struggling with anxiety and depression, stemming from the fact that he found school really challenging and was constantly being compared to his twin brother, who was more popular, got better grades, and eventually got into the college that Harrison really wanted to go to, but didn't get into. Once he started chanting, though, he took steady steps to find his own path forward and discovered his dream of becoming a chef. Here's Harrison. Could you just tell me a little bit about like how how did you start practicing and why? Yeah, so I grew up in the in the practice. My parents um, joined the Sogakai in in nineteen eighty six. Um, I was never uh, involved in any Buddhist activities or chanting. I was a very uh, stubborn kid. Um, but it was until um, my uh, my late teens, uh, at the age of sixteen, where I developed a lot of anxiety. Uh, fear, depression, isolation, uh, just always comparing myself a, a lot of times to my siblings and uh, my classmates. And it just started to develop a lot of just uh, just a lot of fear of failure in my life and, um, and uncertainty, you know, for my future. And so it was during that time my mother started introducing me uh, to Nami Hoden Gekyo. Uh, but every time she brought about, you know, the Gohon Zone and chanting, I would refuse uh, to do because I didn't want to involve my life with religion. I I, I wasn't a, a believer in in Buddhism or religion in general. But um, you know, my life was I was just so I was suffering so much in my life where I felt you know I, I had nothing to lose. Uh, let me let me see if this chanting of Nami Honigayo can really uh, truly change my life. So I just really gave it a shot. Um, I was chained together with my mom one night, and um, you know I just felt this kind of surge and. Uh, like a light bulb really just, uh, you know, click in my life and I, I, I would be able to really experience a joy I never really experienced before. It was really like, you know, just my, light, my life just glowing 
um, ever since I just started to, to change this even for a couple minutes. And, um, and then, yeah, she just encouraged me to uh, attend a couple of the local youth activities in my local Buddhist center where I was in Queens, New York. And um, just seeing all these amazing, vibrant youth and all these amazing people who just warmly embraced me and um, really uh, just wanted to support me and really get to hear about all my struggles. And I was never in around a lot of individuals who really cared for me. I always grew up with a lot of you know, negative and, you know, people who would just uh, be so mean or criticize my life. And uh, for the first time in my life, I just really felt truly cared for for those people in the SHI who really uh, supported me and took care of me and um, Mm -hmm. and really just encouraged me uh, through all my struggles in school. Yeah, wow. Do do you mind my asking if you remember? um, Because you you said like in high school, it's when sort of all of the like anxiety and, and all of these things started coming up. Do you remember like any specific incident or um, just like when, when that started? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I just had um, always a, a lot of uh, uh, teachers um, in high school, also, you know, from middle school, so who always just criticized me about uh, me not working hard in school or not really caring about school and yeah of course you know uh, when I was in middle school and in the beginning of high school I never really cared about school and um, and a lot of times they just compared myself with my twin brother a lot because me and my twin brother went to the same schools all these years and uh, you know my brother was always the one who had better grades and they would constantly compare myself to my brother which I you know I really didn't like and I got pretty annoyed of it and Mm. Uh, I just started just to grow just uh, you know very anxious and um, just felt just a downer just you know they would just predict what my future would be you know just because I had these these grades in in high school and you know my how my performance was and uh, my lack of effort and um, and just a lot of you know a lot of my classmates would just constantly just you know kind of label me this certain name uh, um, when I was in high school and um, I just didn't really like kind of kind of the things my teachers and my classmates would uh, would say to me and uh, it just really caused me to be really depressed and um, and not sure where I wanted to go in life so uh, Mm. yeah so I hope that was uh, that was yeah that's just uh, an example of uh, yeah yeah no 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 thank you for sharing that that um but I, it just occurred to me that I never, maybe I should ask you to also just like introduce the fact that you are a twin and like, do you want to share, I guess, like about how you grew up, how many siblings you have and sort of like, what was it like having a twin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, me and my brother never really got along growing up and um, um, yeah, we just fight about just almost everything together and um we wouldn't like really just compare ourselves with our grades in school but we would just um yeah just constantly about fighting about you know just getting our own rooms and in, in, in home and or you know just when we we're little we just like fight over just toys in general and um um uh, yeah just taking each other's clothes to, <laughs> my my my, yeah, my parents always uh made us dress the same and we didn't we just wanted to dress oh, differently no. yeah yeah and um but yeah I think I think it came I think what hurt me the most just going on my brother just um 
you know, he got into a, a college that I also wanted to get into. And, um, and that was my dream school as well. And um, when I heard he got in and he was so happy, excited, you know, just just that just really just broke my heart. And um, I was just in a, a, a deep, dark depression during that time. And because um, I fought so hard, you know, to get into that school and um, and I just kind of felt like all my efforts uh, were wasted. But, you know, I, I know nothing is wasted in Buddhism, but um, yeah, I just just really felt that, you know, you know, at that point, I just always thought my brother was just smarter than me and, you know, he would have a better future future than me because of going to that college. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that was, uh, the hardest thing I had to go through, um, mm. um, when growing up with my brother and a lot of people just, you know, constantly compared us, um, just why I didn't get into that college and he did and how just, we were so different from each other. And, um, and he was kind of almost like the more, more po- the more popular guy, you know, in school and, um, and uh, everyone knew him more than me. And uh, um, I think, yeah, just, um, you know, just that that just that uh, episode of my life kind of, you know, really just took the best of me. But um, yeah, I mean, that sounds rough, honestly, that I can't I can only imagine, especially like as a teenager, you already have to just figure out who you are. Like baseline, it's a tough time for anybody to figure out who you are and what you want to do. And then yeah, to, to be compared to somebody. Um, so thank you for sharing that, honestly. Um, just to get a little bit more context, when you um, when you were in high school, like, what was the journey like towards college? And what did you end up doing? Yeah, so, um, yeah, since I didn't get into that, into my dream college, um, when I applied for high school, I just eventually decided to go to community college, um, you know, just to develop my grades at, um, and I, yeah, while I was in community college, I just decided to apply again to um, that dream college of mine that I wanted to go since high school. And um, uh, yeah, I, I just really struggled, actually, even in community college, because I also, you know, moved from Queens, New York to actually uh, Cranberry, New Jersey, uh, where I've been living since 2011. And uh, it was different, just the environment. It's just, you know, I just grew up in the city and it was way different than, you know, this suburban life I'm living in out in Cranberry, New Jersey. Like, I just got really just homesick, just growing kind of just anxiety because just not, you know, this environment just wasn't uh, comfortable for me. And, um, mm. um, yeah, and, you know, I just, I've always just doubted myself while I was in community college and just wasn't sure if I could, you know, get into that dream college of mine. And, um, uh, you know, I studied there for about two and a half years and, um, you know, I was still really working hard, you know, I had a decent, you know, GPA, but, um, um, you know, it was just still a struggle trying to do my best in college. And, um, um, yeah, it was just a, it was just a battle, um, you know, every day and, you know, I had to take SATs a couple of times and I totally hated the mm. SATs and, um, just kind of studying, you know, the same things over and over again. And, and, um, uh, yeah, my career's, uh, changed, um, here and there. Um, I eventually uh, wanted to become uh, a kindergarten teacher, actually, uh, my second year. And I eventually uh, interned for a kindergarten class, which was one of my favorite experiences in college. I worked at a yeah a kindergarten classroom uh, in my second year and um, just working together with the kindergarten teacher. And um, 
yeah, just it was, yeah, it was a really great experience just to kind of get a hands-on experience of um, you know teaching in the classroom, and um, you know just really interacting with the kids and uh, you know just helping them with those, especially those with uh, special needs and you know um, you know it just it reminded me when I was in kindergarten where I struggled too and I never never really had someone who could help me and you know I wanted to be there for those students who were uh, really struggling in school and. Um, it was yeah, it was definitely uh, uh, you know something I definitely enjoyed. Um, and then uh, I think that my third year had a had a part time job working at a um, working at an elementary school for uh, first graders, and uh, then I got to really experience what it was uh, really like to be a teacher, and uh, it was a real <laughs> challenge to you know manage the classroom, and so. Uh, uh, I, d- I definitely I actually decided not to um, teach um, uh, after that and um, actually decided to go into the route of uh, of um, becoming a chef. Um, um, my father was actually a chef for uh, over 30 years. Um, and, oh, um, wow. Yeah, I just decided to, uh, yeah, I, I think what, I was also dependent on my own um, in college, so I was just cooking on my, um, I was just cooking um, on my own every day and uh just uh, learning from different chefs online um, and just, yeah, I was inspired by one chef named Gordon Ramsay, uh, which probably, you know, many people know he's yeah. a uh, really famous and worldwide chef and, uh, um, and yeah, just learning from his techniques just inspired me to start cooking and, uh, uh, yeah, I actually eventually uh, just volunteered uh, a couple of times working at um, Florida Nature and Culture Center and got to really, um, really experience what it was like, you know, to be a chef course many times I wanted to give up because it was just uh very demanding and uh very tiring and gruesome work but uh, uh eventually yeah I just um I just started uh to really love just being in the kitchen and um just really uh cooking different dishes and um I just I just love being creative with food and um and yeah this is what I'm still uh doing today uh I'm uh you know working for my family-owned uh, vegan business where I, I'm able to cook uh, you know, uh, ready to go vegan meals um, uh, for many of the health food and organic uh, markets um, across the East Coast, and um, and uh, challenge myself to also um, apply to fine dining restaurants as a full time uh, chef. And um, yeah, th- yeah, this is uh, still you know my dream to accomplish uh, for the next years to come, and to eventually uh, become an executive chef and own my own restaurant uh, one day. Wow. Oh my gosh. What a journey. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Hearing you say all of this just made me think like how many people can relate to, first of all, there's like, I'm sure so much research that will come out one day and show that like the traditional education system just doesn't work for all students. And there are so many students that really struggle through school because they don't learn the same way as everybody else. And, you know, they don't feel motivated. So um, just finding like being able to see yourself as a successful contributive member of society when you don't have a good educational experience is something I think a lot of people struggle with. So I'm sure they can really relate to everything that you shared. Um, But then at the same time, I I was just curious in terms of the career, because COVID also basically like shut down so many people's careers and the entire service industry and food industry was really badly hit by it. So was there any like impact that you kind of had to face because of COVID in terms of applying to jobs or working or any of those things? Yeah. So I actually, um, in the, 
in the beginning of 2020, around uh, end of between end of January and beginning of February, I was uh, challenging myself to apply to many uh, uh, fine dining restaurants, which you know, um, just you know, the path I want really want to pursue in my uh, career. And uh, yeah, I got yeah, fortunately, it, right at the end of February, uh, I got this amazing offer working as a uh, as a chef at um, at, the, at a two mission star Italian restaurant out in Manhattan and um, it was a huge benefit because uh, one I didn't have any past um, experience working in different restaurants and uh, I never had a, also a culinary education either uh, so it was very rare you know for anybody you know to get that kind of job and um, wow yeah but then actually yeah it was actually right in the February in the beginning of March that I was about to work and yeah then the pandemic happened so and oh then the God. restaurant <laughs> The restaurant closed down and they had to lay off all their employees and uh, they asked me, uh, fortunately, yeah, I, I couldn't come in uh, to work um, just due to the closure of the restaurant due to the pandemic. So um, it was, you know, it was definitely, you know, uh, a downer for me to break my heart. But, um, you know, just able to, you know, just be able to really uh, use this um, opportunity for me to transform, um, you know, the situation and uh, a term we often Call in Buddhism called uh, changing poison poison into medicine and you know be able to really uh, you know use my practice and um, as well as my activities to uh, to really develop the fortune and um, you know to continue to make uh, efforts to you know find an, a better opportunity. Um, um, yeah, wow, that's crazy timing to like get the job and then right afterwards <laughs> the pandemic. But it's it's also wild to hear you say this because it doesn't seem like you're struggling about it. You just seem so <laughs> positive, um, yes. which leads actually well, you know, because I, I do, I think a lot of um, what we talk about on this podcast and what we really like uh, write about on bootability is that, you know, our attitude and our heart can really change everything. Um, rather than just letting the environment dictate how we feel about ourselves. So I'm curious what role um, Buddhism played through this whole journey. So let me just recap and I'll kind of go back in time a little But I So it sounds like you're saying, you know, in high school you had this kind of like negative experience in many different ways and that's what drew you to start chanting and you enjoyed it. And then you had this like kind of major experience around going to college and, and not going to the place you wanted and then trying to figure out what you want to do. Um, but during that time, were you chanting or sort of what role did um, like how did how did practicing Buddhism in, in particular chanting help you navigate that whole college process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yes, I was chanting in, uh, in college. Um uh, but yeah, I was I was just struggling a lot. Um, yeah, just in, in the beginning of college, and yeah, sometimes it was just you know even hard for me to even uh, even chant. Um, I think mm-hmm. it was during that time I had my Buddhist friends who really uh, supported me, and um, and um, it was just able to really uh, just sit down with them um, to really share them my struggles, and they were just able to constantly you know support me, and you know constantly you know not give up on me and they would always be always be chanting for me and that was something just I never would hear from anyone in my life that it would be constantly chanting for me and Mm -hmm. it's just I was just so amazed by that because they they were also going through many struggles too and they just you know invested so much of their time to even you know support me despite their their own busy schedules and their challenges 
And, um, and yeah, I think, you know, all my activities that, um, you know, that I was able to really engage in, um, they gave me hope. Um, I think just, yeah, also just being around other people who really, um, just, uh, constantly, uh, encouraged me, you know, gave me a lot of hope and, um, and to be able to, um, to also, you know, just be in discussion meetings where we can really, uh, um, you know, you know, read, you know, different encouragements uh, from President Daisaku Keita, just uh, constantly just hearing his guidances over and over again just gave me uh, a lot of uh, hope and inspiration. And, um, and I think just, you know, coming out from these activities just has helped me just to refresh my determination and um, just mm-hmm. give me a, a new sense of vigor um, where I couldn't really experience any, anywhere else. And um, yeah, it just really just... Uh, just help me, you know, break through my own uh, negativity or the habit of thinking of just comparing myself, you know, to my siblings and cousins and, oh, they're smarter, they're smarter than me. And because of, you know, me not caring of school or, or having good grades in school or succeeding in general, um, I would never, you know, be like them or have a successful career like they are. And um, mm. I, I just, yeah, I think that, that struggle kind of just stemmed throughout my life and, um, even yeah, there are many, many times where I didn't want to be a chef because uh, my family never really supported me because it was such a low-paying, you know, job. You know, um, mm. just you know my, you know my dad just, you know, wasn't you know yeah he was just paid very low when he was a, a chef and um, my mom just you know also knew that you know when she used to work at uh, you know in restaurants she wasn't paid very much and she knew a lot of people who didn't get paid very much in the restaurant industry and uh I just constantly just you know really stayed to the path that was true to myself and wanted to stick you know to this path and um and just wanting to do it you know for my own own passions and always you know looking up to President Daisaku Keita and always reading his um you know his books and his his uh his guidance is for support, you know, just to believe mm. in myself and, um, and, uh, to do, uh, to do what, what, what I feel is right in my heart, uh, to pursue. And as long as it's, it's, it's my dream, uh, that's what's most important. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Is, is there any, um, because you mentioned being inspired by things that you read from Ikeda, is there any like mm. specific encouragement or some reading that, helped you sort of through these experiences sure um you want me to read the entire quote to you sure yeah where is it from Uh, this is from discussions on youth page eight yeah go for it yes uh and the title is called realizing your inherent potential and president president daisaku ikeda uh, says i cannot say this too strongly do not compare yourself to others be true to who you are and continue to learn with all your might even if you are ridiculed, even if you suffer disappointments and setbacks, continue to advance and do not be defeated. If you have such a strong determination in your heart, you're already halfway to victory. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember like the first time you read that or when it first encouraged you? Yes, I actually read this uh, in the beginning of my practice at the age of 16. I never, I never heard this kind of guidance before i never even heard anybody say uh compare yourself to the person who you were yesterday uh i would only generally hear like just don't compare yourself or, <laughs> uh, or stop comparing yourself and uh, you're not this person but 
I think the key thing was, you know, you know to compare the person I, who I was yesterday, and um, just to move move forward, and um, and uh, it just gave me so much confidence and and hope, and it helped me to stop, you know, comparing myself uh, to others, and just to um, just stay true to myself, continue to chant, and uh, and just walk. You know, walk your own path instead of, uh, mm. you know, just um, seeing, you know, differences with you and others. Yeah, that's so encouraging. Yeah, that's it it's, sounds so simple, but like it's really hard to do that and like to really practice just like um, how much have I advanced since yesterday or how do I compare it to myself yesterday and not looking left and right all the time. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like so simple, but so hard. So I really appreciate you sharing that. I'm curious how did you make a determination? Like what kind of, like, how do you make sort of a goal or a determination in this, in this realm? And, and like, was there something sort of concrete that you were like, okay, this is what I'm moving towards that helped you? Um, I, I've never, I was never a person who ever, you know, really set goals in my life or set determinations until you know, I started practicing with the SGI and um, just hearing you know, many members who share in their experience about determinations and but also like in the beginning of new year how just many just many uh shy members were o- always making determinations and uh how important setting goals is you know for your future to be you know on the right path and uh to clearly you know w- what you're fighting for and that's one of the reasons why you practice to be able to show actual proof and show tremendous victory and growth and um yeah i think it was yeah that first year when I started practicing, I just, you know, wrote the many dreams I had, different goals and terminations I wanted to make in school and throughout my life. And so, um, yeah, my my number one goal was to was to uh, improve my grades in in high school. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think my grades in elementary and middle school were almost to the brink of failure. And uh, uh, yeah, it was in that beginning of high school that I started practicing, and ever since I just started chanting, uh, and doing and uh, engaging myself in SGI activities, um, I worked the super. I worked the hardest I ever worked in my life, and just getting extra help after school and asking questions to my teachers what I never did, and um, and um, yeah, and then that year, uh, yeah, I got a a, a three. 0.9 uh, GPA um oh my the highest gosh. I ever did in uh in um in high school yeah I mean I was still even after college I was still uh you know struggling to find out what I really wanted to do which was really to pursue the path of um of being a chef and um you know wanted to you know work a couple years in my family's company to um because i at that time i wanted to go to culinary school and you know culinary school was very expensive and uh, i had to afford everything on my own my parents couldn't support me and they in general didn't want to support me in my mm-hmm. career so i uh, had to like really uh, make ends meet for like everything uh towards culinary school and uh unfortunately like, yeah i still couldn't afford culinary school it just it was too expensive so um to start just decided since last year to uh just uh, apply to jobs where i can even intern and um uh just work under a chef um even if i, if I had to start you know on the bottom and of course you know as i shared uh, earlier before i was able to get this amazing offer at this two mission star restaurant which unfortunately had to you know the restaurant had to close down um just due to the pandemic but uh yeah i just um 
yeah, again, I think, you know, uh, I was just able to, you know, realize that, you know, um, that this was the path I wanted to, to choose after just, um, you know, really challenging myself more into my Buddhist practice, but connecting more with Daisaku Keda and encouraging my fellow uh, young men in my area. Uh, I think, and uh, then you know, answering about um, comparing myself, who I was in the past or yesterday, um, you know, I can confidently say that um, you know I'm definitely more uh, confident and courageous about you know um, taking uh, taking risk uh, than I was in the past, or you know, uh, I was always afraid of, of of speaking up whenever you know someone's would say, you know, uh, something rude or uh, something untrue about my life or would try to put me down, but to really be able to speak up for myself and uh, or, or it's just be able to take uh, just courageous action to um, to change uh, my way of doing things and um, and not to be afraid of criticism or ridicule, but uh, to uh, be able just to uh, challenge myself to, you know, make things happen in my life. And, you know, Buddhism is is it's about you know taking action um mm. it's not always about just chanting and wishful thinking but to take action and you know make things happen you know through my own um through my own efforts and um i think just uh i think that aspect has you know uh made me to a different person who i am just to be more courageous and um to do things on my own based on the the wisdom of of, of chanting and um and everything I've learned from Daisaku Keda. Mm. Yeah, that's such a great way to put it, actually, that like chanting gives you the the wisdom, but then it's really all the action that you have to take that makes the difference. It's not it's not wishful thinking. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people have that question of like, but how does chanting work? Is like chanting just going to make something happen for me? But no, at the end of the day, you still have to make everything happen yourself. Yes, yes, absolutely. But you have sort of the energy and the wisdom mm -hmm. Um, to navigate those things. Um, so I guess my my final question is just, um, what would you say to someone who's struggling with this kind of a challenge of feeling like their peers or their friends or um, family members, maybe there's another twin out there somewhere, <laughs> um, are you know ahead of them or they're comparing them, you know, uh, selves to those people? What, what would what kind of advice would you give to somebody like that? Yes. Um... I think if you compare yourself uh, to many others, I think you just you you eventually become the enemy. Uh, that's how it, uh, I would always experience myself. And um, hmm. um, you have to compare yourself who you were yesterday, and just continue to believe in yourself. Um, there will be victory, you know, in every single person's life, no matter what. Just as long as you continue to believe in yourself, and you can uh, experience, you know, the power of chanting "Nami Horin Kekyo," and um, just to uh yeah just to be your your true self and not to be others you know you live your own life everyone lives their own unique life and everyone is a protagonist of your own life and uh you know, each of you you know controls your own destiny you know no one can be the same um person uh, uh you know as as someone you look up to you know everyone just you know, lives a different path. So you just have to continue uh, just to press forward and to keep challenging yourself and um, just, uh, you know, live live a life that's uh, true and unique uh, and, you know, a story, a, a really great story and experience you can uh, 
you can share with others in the future. So, you know, just be yourself and, uh, you know, just be the happiest person you can be and work hard and, uh, you know, never give up. Harrison and I recorded that conversation a few months ago, and at the time, he shared with me that he was going to continue applying to restaurants no matter how long it took while chanting and participating in his local Buddhist community. A few days ago, I reached out to him to tell him that the episode would be out this week and was blown away to hear that just this past Monday, he got a job at a three Michelin star restaurant in New York City, working under one of the most famous chefs in New York. He starts next week. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode. And to read more about this topic, check out bootability.org, where we have lots of great resources on how to develop real self-worth. If you're new to chanting, you can email us at connect at sgi-usa.org to find your local Buddhist group. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week.